Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There is a prayer in the preparation for the self-examination, and I've changed one word in here, but basically it says this, O Holy Spirit, enable me to make a good self-examination. Enlighten me and help me to know my sins as one day I shall be forced to recognize them before thy judgment seat. <coughs> this is the last Sunday before Advent. In the church calendar, we have two main sections. The first is starting in Nativity and going through Trinity Sunday in the Western Rite tradition. Uh, Eastern Rite pretty much ends at Pentecost and the Trinity is played down because it's just sort of a given. But in any case, in our, we have that section of the calendar, and the emphasis is upon God's action. And after that, you have the Sundays after Trinity. Sometimes we call it Trinity Tide. Uh, in the Gregorian Rite, they call it the Gregorian uh, what is it? Uh, Ordinary Time, I think is what they call it today. I don't know what they used to call it. Uh, Pentecost Tide, I suppose. In any case, the emphasis then in all the lessons is upon our response to what God has done. So you have God's action, our response, and it divides the calendar almost in half. So we come to this Sunday, the last Sunday of Trinity's time, we've been listening to lessons, uh, lessons upon lessons for the last six months on how to respond to what God has done. And suddenly we're shifting back toward looking at what God has done again, and going back through that cycle. And here is this pivotal Sunday, which sort of sets the stage for all of this. Advent is sort of a no-man's land. We're preparing for what God has done. As the rest of the world goes on down its business as if God hasn't done anything, and who cares anyway? Uh, we are getting ready. And so in that case, then, if there's a theme for today, it is be prepared for the judgment. And in the lesson from Matthews this morning, we heard this we heard part of Matthew 25, which is the parable of the sheep and the goats, a parable of the judgment day. So in any case, we're told to look to the day, look to the day of judgment and be prepared for it, to prepare ourselves for it. The first thing we do in looking to in going into this whole drama, what God has done for us, is to look at ourselves and prepare ourselves for judgment. So what is judgment? Well, there are two answers to this. And really, both of them together are true. However, today I want to emphasize one aspect of that. The general answer is that judgment is that last day when Christ comes back and everybody will stand before him and be judged for what he has believed or done. So we'll all have to give an account for our lives. Okay, that's right. We want to be right on the right side of that story and that event when it happens. But there's another part to it which starts now. And this is what I want to emphasize today. And that is the, the specific answer. And that is where we judge ourselves. We participate with God in judging ourselves. We agree with God about our behavior. You know, on Judgment Day, when God says, all right, Rooney, you did this, this, and that. I'm not going to stand there, but hopefully I won't stand there and say, well, let me explain to you why. <laughs> See, that's what Adam did. It was, it was the woman that you gave me. If he just said, I repent, our whole story would be different. And we wouldn't be struggling with our sins and worrying about a judgment day. 
Instead, he made excuses, and that's what we do. So what we want to do is to come to a point where we can agree with God about our own sinfulness and our own status before him. So when it's pointed out what we have failed to do or what we have done, done or left undone, as one of the old prayers says, we can agree with it. Yes, that is I. I did it. That's a hard thing to do. We enter into, with God, judgment of ourselves. Of ourselves. Not, you know, I don't stand here. I can't. I'm not allowed to stand here and judge all of you. I judge me. And each of us judges ourselves. And we need to. It's really important that we join with God in the judgment process. That's one of the things about the glorification of humanity. God meant us to participate in this creation with what he does in it. We are his representatives. All of us. Each of us. And, we're, and judgment, judging ourselves is a part of that. We join him in the judgment, condemning our own actions when they don't measure up. And we all have plenty of those. The truth is both of those held together. But the focus, as I mentioned, I want to be on the latter part of it. Most modern American Christians believe that judgment has to do with the first part of that. And if we just believe right, we can cruise. Don't worry about it. Just believe right. Well, I believe in Jesus. Well, no, no problem. You won't be going through judgment on judgment day. However, listen to what Scripture says. The apostolic tradition, which Scripture is the main part. This is from our very own uh, patron, St. Peter, from his first epistle. The time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Did you hear that? Where does it begin? We lead the way. We walk into judgment. We face it. Wow, that's a little scary. I thought I was off the hook. <laughs> Guess not. Maybe I have to answer for it. So we participate in that judgment when we identify and recognize and condemn our own sins. This is actual participation in that judgment. And here's something else. This comes from St. Paul. This opens an interesting perspective. He said, if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. If that's understood correctly, plenty of reason to believe it is. Father Zacharias and St. Saproni certainly believe it, or believed it. That if we condemn our actions, we won't have to answer for them on Judgment Day. Because we've already judged them. We've already participated in that action. An interesting probability and possibility. Makes us want to, I don't know about you, but it makes me want to Let me get at it. Let's get this taken care of. Because i got a lot of work to do. Okay. From the tradition, that is, from the tradition, if we do this, we begin to learn something else. And that is of God's mercy. You know, it's a part of this for me. I like to do the... The, the litany of penitence on Fridays. Uh, and Fridays in the Western Rite tradition is devoted to the cross and the activity of the cross and Christ's crucifixion. So I figured it's a good time to do it. And what I noticed when I first started doing it, it was like, man, I'm in trouble. <laughs> this is a litany of penitence and I'm in trouble. That's not even a self-examination. Then I began to notice each one of the sections speaks about some aspect of the mercy of God. And I learned so much of that litany. I'm still learning so much in that litany about how merciful God is when he deals with us. And especially we will never know that if we don't come before him in repentance, in self-examination. So what do we do about all this? 
Well, it's real simple, I think, and it, and it just requires a lot of repetition and a willingness to look at ourselves as we really are. One, do a regular self-examination. Advent's a good time to start this. A regular self-examination, not for the purposes so much of making confession, that too, but so that we will know ourselves as we really are. We will see what God sees. He already knows it. So you know, when, when we try to explain or deny or whatever, we're not, we're not fooling anyone but ourselves. And everybody else in the room sees it too. <laughs> you know, I can tell you in all the years of parish ministry, everybody in the parish knows something, at least one thing bad about everybody else in the parish. <laughs> so sometimes it's a whole lot of stuff. Because some of us wear our sins on our sleeves. So if, if that's the case and human nature can see this, what about God who's all knowing? What does he think about me when I come forward? Get this guy out of here. Just if he, if he condemned me right there and had a lightning bolt come down from heaven, I would deserve it. But I've got to come to a point where in order to know his mercy, his mercy is wonderful. I've got to be able to look at myself because otherwise he's going to let us go. Notice in, in, in Eastern Rite, one of the le gospel lessons that prepares for Lent is the gospel of the prodigal son. And if you look at that story, that parable, you notice that the prodigal, the father doesn't go looking for the son who's gone away, the prodigal. <clears throat> he waits for him to come home. What does that mean? And the son looks at what's happened to him. He said, man, I really messed up. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But I really messed up here. I've made bad decisions. And now even the slaves in my father's house live better than I live. I will go to my father's house and beg his forgiveness. And he goes back, and the father doesn't go looking for him. He waits for him. But when the son comes to him, the father goes out to greet him and welcomes him and brings him back into the fold. That's what we do when we do a self-examination. We see ourselves and we be visit. This is who I am, Lord. Here I am, hat in hand. I need a lot of help, but I don't have much to give you. And what little I have isn't worth a whole lot. But it's all I've got. And you know, that's all he wants. He already knows that. So who are we fooling if we continue to hold that posture that we somehow have something worthy to give him? So we make self-examination so we can see ourselves. I urge you, try it during the Sundays and Advent, on Sundays. Just go through it. Just read it. It'll take a few minutes because it's lengthy. And only deal with the things that you know are you. So forget all the other stuff. If it's not you and anything you do, just don't worry about it. Don't read into it or anything. I'll just point out that that's enough, believe me. It's enough. Just to find out those few things. And then secondly, the second part of that is in, it's going to require us to increase or just tweak our prayer disciplines during Advent. And I say tweak because you know what that means in contemporary parlance. Just a little tiny bit. Not a whole lot. Just a tiny bit. To strengthen our resolve to keep going through this. And, keep, and every time we pray and we do these things, the real essence of it is that we open ourselves to God and He comes to us. This is how he made us. This is how he wants us to be and what he wants us to learn. To open ourselves to him. Come. Come to me. Lord, have mercy. 
from all of us. And so make that regular self-examination <coughs> and increase your prayer discipline just a hair. And then everything begins to change. And then we're ready for the nativity and the story of the nativity and the whole drama of what God did when he came to us in response to humanity crying out to him. And even before that, crying, coming in spite of the fact that humanity wasn't crying out to him. Again, I read that prayer that I started with. Oh, Holy Spirit, enable me to make good self-examination. Enlighten me and help me to know my sins as one day I shall be forced to recognize them before thy judgment seat. So it says a lot there. All kinds of theology woven into that simple request. Help me to see that we may see as he sees and see what he sees and represent him in the seeing. And then suddenly everything changes, doesn't it? It's all different. Everything's changed. Changed utterly. As he ate, said, a terrible beauty is born. And we are a terrible beauty. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.